Good evening and welcome to the latest episode of the Mojcast. I'm your host, Scott Monroe. Welcome to episode 127. Uh, we are recording a day uh, after Roma 2, Hellas Verona 2. We will be reviewing that game t- tonight on Sunday evening and we've also got some listeners' questions. Um, and thank you very much for the the questions so far. I put out a tweet a couple of hours ago to say uh, to ask some questions and uh, we got quite a few with me tonight. It's uh, Sebastian, a.k.a. Mr. Calcio AS Roma on social media, all the way from snowy Canada. How are you? Good, good, Scott. Uh, you're as, we're, we're as good as we could be after the last few weeks and after yesterday. We're as good as we could be. Yeah. Are we going to take this as a half glass full or half glass empty uh, performance from yesterday? Uh, that's... I want to say half empty because I think I think that's that's the mentality that we have to have. Like I, I tweeted it a few a few hours earlier, where when you look at the last three games, if, if we just win two of those three, you know you're sitting a lot closer to top four. So uh, you know, as nice as the comeback was, and you know, I'm, I'm happy with the way it happened. You know, when you look at the three young guys that come on, and it kind of gives you hope for the future. Uh, it still doesn't change the fact that yesterday the week before and the week before that are all three wasted opportunities. Mm. Roma and, and, and like I, we, we could all accept that, you know, Roma aren't a top four team, maybe built in terms of, you know, squad per squad in, in the league, but it kind of shows you, you know, we, we could be at the same time if, you know, you just win the games that are, that are more winnable. So half empty for sure. Cause I think that's, that's the mentality we have to start having if uh, we want to improve. Definitely. Um, before we get into yesterday's 2-2 draw with Hellas Verona, Hellas Verona side who impressed me a lot this season under Igor Tudor. He's done excellent work after Eusebio Di Francesco's absolute horror show in the opening three rounds of the season where he got sacked after they lost their first three games. Um, Sebastian, I just wanted to ask you, what's your thoughts on Jose Mourinho's Roma so far? I know we're only in February, we're coming up to March and it's what six or seven months into the season. So, what were your early-ish thoughts of Jose's time in, in Rome so far? Uh, I, we obviously can't call it good, you know. Uh, even even if uh, I am someone obviously that defends him and him being here, you obviously can't consider it good. Um, I w- I would say I even me I expected a bit more, and I think it, I think it's right to ex- like to expect a bit more from Mourinho. Um, but if I had to say anything, I would just say, you know, it's a, it's a long-term process. Um, hopefully from now until the end of the season, we could start kind of planting the seeds for the future. Uh, I have to say, cause I have not seen any, <laughs> any seeds being planted uh, in the right now, but um, I do like, you know, his honesty. I, I, you know, I like when he goes in front of the camera and, you know, speaks bluntly about the team and, you know, earlier in the season, he had when we were when we were what like seven and zero or around or that that early start that we had that great start, and then he came in and said, you know, this is not the, the season, you know, to think big, and I, I that kind of has stuck with me since since he said it because you know I almost ex, ex, accept the the results a bit better knowing uh, that maybe there there could be a bigger plan from him and the ownership group. So, but if you had to judge it from when he started till now, I mean. I, I think we all wish it was a bit better. I wish we, we were hoping that, you know, even though the squad has, you know, certain limits, we were we may be hoping that uh, Mourinho could have helped change those limits, maybe bring us a bit closer. But I think, and I guess we'll talk about it more through the podcast, uh, the, the long-term kind of project is, you know, it's almost two different discussions in a way when, when you talk about the week-to-week results with Mourinho and then the long-term future with Mourinho. So... There's, that's that's that, but from now from the start of the season till now, once again, I think everyone should be disappointed, and Mourinho should too. I think that's the mentality that that we should have. That the results that we're getting right now are not acceptable, and I hope everyone, fans, people at the club share the exact same vision. I agree with you. Um, I think us fans in the UK think are finding it a little bit harder to watch this Roma week in week out. Uh, I think we've 
probably grown accustomed to what Jose Mourinho has done here in the UK. To, to be honest, he's, he's done an excellent job in over here. Uh, he won so many trophies with Chelsea. He did. He won the Europa League with um, Manchester United. And safe to say Spurs didn't end out what it probably should have um, his time in London. But I just think I have to give him time. We, we've all had these discussions on our pod, like in the mm. last couple of months, like, the performances haven't been great. It's been really, really flat recently. Like the last couple of games have been horrific to watch. Like I watched a couple late because I've been at games myself where I've come in and watched it. And I was just thinking I've seen Roma struggle against a bottom side Genoa who now have gone 24 games in Serie A without a win after their draw today in Venice and couldn't get anything. I think since the international break, it's been really tough to watch and it's, it is really painful to watch this Roman side at times, but hopefully as I'm always optimistic, especially with the shit that we've gone through in the last couple of years with the pandemic and stuff like that, that I'm always optimistic and watching this Roma side, I think if they can get a win in the next couple of games against Spezza in Atalanta and other teams drop, points like they have this weekend i think you could see a tide turning but who knows but yeah um this is a good segue to talk into yesterday's game so it was a 2-2 draw against hellas verona hellas verona took a 2-0 lead thanks to goals from antonin barak and uh tameze who both were brilliant well worked goals and then we saw the kids the primavera kids the future of rome as you said the seeds may have been planted for something in the future uh christian valparto and eduardo bove i nearly said cesare bovo Uh, (laughs) i always because one's bovo and one's bove Uh, if you know about cesare bovo if you're a roman easter from (laughs) a couple of decades and not decades probably about 15 16 years ago you know about the versatility and the excellence of cesare bovo but eduardo bove with with the goals um sebastian it wasn't the greatest of performance for 60, 65 minutes, but it could have been a lot worse. Um, what were your thoughts on the performance? It's pretty much the same Roma since the international break. Yeah, I think in the, fir- in the first half, I think that was arguably the worst first half. We've had a lot of you know bad first halves, but I think mm. yesterday, yesterday might be the worst one. Um, but I love the idea that the comeback came from those, those three kids. Because I think I think it almost happens for a reason, you know. Sometimes when when young players kind of make come on and they score a goal, it, it it almost happens by chance. But this really seemed, at least maybe me, maybe people might disagree. But when when they all came on, you you continue to see more determination, more hunger, and it's crazy because it's at a point where that first half was so bad that all you needed was players to come on and show any determination. And the whole mood would just change, and that's 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 exactly uh, what happened. Those those three guys came on. They they played with determination that nobody played with in the first half, I would say, and and they they changed the game. Yeah, so it was Nicholas Zaleski. He came on for Vigna at halftime, and then Valparto came on. Was it for Felix Feinerjian? And they switched the formation up a little yeah. bit, and then. Eduardo Bove came on, I think, um, 70 odd minutes in, and mm-hmm. the Roman went to like a diamond formation. That actually looked pretty good going forward. And then um, Valparto scored with basically his first touch of the game. <laughs> good little volley. Um, just, it, oh, God, it was like a tale of a good, a poor, sorry, an awful 65 to 70 minutes, and then a really good 20 minutes. And I'm just thinking, why can't this Roma side play good for 90 minutes? It's always a good 60 minutes and then a bad 30 or a good 45 and a bad 45. There's no real consistency. Um, it's just, oh, I've got so many questions to ask and want so many answers <laughs> to, on this Roma side this season because it started so well and now it's sort of drifting away and it's, it's quite painful to watch. But do you think the kids if they're given the chance in the future, uh, like in, in, the, in the game against Spezia or in the game against Atalanta or maybe the conference league games coming up, because uh, the draw's not until the following Friday. Uh, and then you've got the Derby and I think you've got Udinese away and then it's the 
March international break. Do you think that these kids that have come from the Primavera size, Alberto De Rossi's done an excellent job since he's been there. Do you think they are the future of this Roma? Uh, I think I think they've shown they definitely can be. And uh, like for I'm someone that 100% believes in the idea that if you have your senior players playing bad and you have a, as great as a youth team as we do, I mean, might sure as well. Think. Yeah. Might as well, right? Because, you know, when you look at yesterday, and th- I had a thought to my that came to me, and I, I said, you know, those three players, when they came on, it looked like they played with such fresh ideas, a, a such fresh mindset. And, you know, we talk so much about the how mentally fragile, you know, the, the Roma team is and how they let their emotions get to them. And, you know, they can see the goal and, you know, the game's lost and they never come back and, and this and that. And, and when I saw those three, you know, Bove, Valpato, and Zaliski, and I, I saw them, you know, come on with this fresh mindset. And I just said, is that how far back some of these players' mentalities are? Did, like, did those three players, those three young players, almost in a sense, show it to you that that the other players' just mentality is just so, I don't want to say bad, but maybe, and, you know, maybe this comes into the whole, we'll talk a bit more about Mourinho, where maybe his biggest downfall in a sense, might be, and I said I love his honesty, but maybe it's his you know biggest downfall right now because if you're a player right now, a senior player, and you keep hearing all season, yeah, you know we have limits, or you know next season will definitely be better. Uh, it's long term, you know you, you you start thinking to yourself, you know, am I, am I the problem, <laughs> right? Like mm. if you're if you're a Jordan Vettetu or or Cristante, you, when you hear we need midfielders, you know what what do you start to think in your head, right? So when you get these these three young players to come on with, you know, a completely fresh mindset and, you know, kind of nothing to lose mentality. You know, I think, I think you kind of saw it. And I think that almost showed, showed you how far the mentality is with right now. A lot of the players, maybe, maybe their head's not even fully committed to Roma. I don't, I don't want to start anything that, I shouldn't, but, you know, it, I wouldn't blame them in a sense either. So, um, but yeah, I think, you know, time, like I always say, time tells everything. I, I definitely do think they deserve a chance. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't start all three. I think Mourinho. I think Mourinho knows that. I think youth players have to be protected a little bit too. Of because, course, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I think everyone. I saw everyone. You know, starting lineup for next week, and it had like it had all of them. And and, <laughs> and I said, nah, in my head, I'm like, maybe one or two should start. Yeah. But I think you do have to you have to protect them a little bit. And maybe what changes is that you rely on them more. You know, at the 60th minute we're down, we're tied. Maybe instead of looking at Carlos Perez, you look at Valpato, right? The, 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 the one player I would start, to be honest with you, is Bove. I think in the midfield where he looks maybe the most ready, I think, out of all of them to, to kind of take on that responsibility. So I think if there's one of them to start, I, I think it should be him. Agreed, because uh, he started the last conference group game in bulgaria and uh, i was i was so amazed and how far he's come he looked he looked so assured in that midfield i think he only got 55 to 60 minutes and roma won the game three two but i think for those 55 60 minutes he was one of the best players on the pitch and i think him uh, him him and veritude in that midfield were brilliant that day and i, I know CSK Sophia came back into the game with some some poor Roma defending right near the end, but yeah, I was really impressed. Um, he took his goal brilliantly yesterday. The keeper was caught out at the near post. He didn't even move, but I, he had the audacity to take a shot. And I do like these young players. Like Zaleski was brilliant when he came on yesterday. Um, he played in like an unnatural role for him because he played what was a left wing back, then a left back, and then. Um, but he, he looks so short also. And same with Alparte when he came on. He's got a lovely left foot. He took his goal so well. He went through a lot of bodies. Um, the future's bright. But as you said, Sebastian, don't throw them in straight away. Like, protect them. Yeah, you've, got protect. To, you've got to protect these players. You don't, just give them 20 minutes here and then. I know Jose loves Afina Gian, and he's still a little bit raw. He looked quite lively yesterday, and then you got to see him a little bit tiring at the end because... Hellas were defending smartly against him. They had um, 
a couple of the men more experienced uh, back three against him. I think it was Ceccarini who did a really good job in, on him in the end, but he did give them give them some worries. But yeah, um, I agree. Just just ease them in, and then hopefully you might get some benefits in the future and have um, some stars in the making in the next couple of years. Because you said the seeds. That I know it hasn't been great, but the seeds may be may be planted for the next couple of years. Yeah, I think I think that's what I like so much about the comeback in a sense. Because when we like we were talking earlier about planting seeds and maybe that's what this season's about, kinda, you know, seeing who belongs, seeing who doesn't belong, you know, planting the seeds for the future. And, and when you have that, uh, all players under twenty years old come on, you know, play the way they played. Like we we were talking, you're talking about Zaliski playing out of position you know he's playing left wing back and there was I can't remember what minute of the game but I just remember he made the play where he made an interception on the edge of our box mm-hmm. a natural you know 19 year old winger attacking player you know is is doing something that you know some senior players aren't doing I, I think it was 2-1 at that point so you know if if he doesn't make that interception what happens you know does the game end 3-1 does Hellas Verona see a clear-cut chance and score and make it 3-1 so you know and I, I think that that once again was the most exciting part of it, and I think I think everyone will agree. Kind of seeing that kind of gives you a bit more hope, you know, for for the future. And you know, we keep hearing the word long term project, which which I believe in. And, and when you see that, it makes you believe in it even a bit more. Agreed. Um, I will say this: uh, Roma were missing. Was it nine players in the end due to injuries, yeah, COVID? Um, did they actually name the four players who was COVID? I know there's rumors flying around. It was Mkhitaryan, Shmurov, Perez, I think. Oh, two. okay. Perez, I think. I, 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 so many players got out, were out that I, I think I missed who who had what, who, yeah. who was injured, who was out with COVID. Hopefully, hopefully they're back. Uh, yes, next hopefully. Game. We, we, yeah. We will need them. Hopefully. And ho- hopefully it's not as serious. Not as serious, too, no, for sure. No, because I think all the players, I think maybe all the players apart from one are fully vaccinated. I don't know the, the story about Chris Smalling. <laughs> but yeah, not, I'm not judging. I'm not going to judge. Um, sorry, no no anti-vaxxers. No, sorry. Uh, as a person who is fully jabbed, um, it was, yeah. Um, but... <laughs> It just feels that those. It feels like we we missed a couple of key players yesterday. Like I did, I do match previews for AS Roma three sixty, and I had my eleven set up, and I went. I did it Thursday, and then because I normally like to do it day day and a bit before the game, and then Friday, and then Saturday, I saw the news and I tweeted out. Oh, uh, I did a predicted 11 for my match preview and it's gone out the window, maybe a little bit outdated because they were just dropping like flies. I imagine just because of the season that it is, there's going to be a lot of games played. It's not as bad as last season where, if you remember, the season started in, what, September? And then every week you had a European game for six weeks, bar the couple of weeks breaks that you do get. So... The players were playing like three times a week. This season is not as bad, but when you're cold and you're not in the starting eleven, and you play a couple of games and then get injured, it, it's worse because those sort of top players, like type of players, sorry, like your fringe players, and then if you do get the opportunity, like you saw with Carlos Perez against Lecce, he he didn't have a great game in the Coppa Italia, and now he's out injured, so he could have been used yesterday if he. But yeah, I think it's just the way it's going. It's like bad luck with injuries and COVID with Roma at the time being. Yeah, for sure. But like nine players is a lot. You know? it is and a lot against, yeah. against a good team too. Yes. You know, I, I read I read a report, I guess, that Mourinho after the game went in and congratulated them. To me, me he was right to do that. Mm, definitely. Good, good team, top 10 team. As much as we can say what we will, they're, they're four points behind us. <laughs> You know what? So they're they're a good team. You know they 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 took both games from us this year. So they, yeah, they're they, taking four points. Four it's points us, so. it's scary that they were bottom after three games, zero yeah. points. Fired fired Di Francesco, and now what? They've got is it forty one or thirty seven points or something like that? Was yeah, it thirty seven four behind so, us. 37 points from uh, is it 25 26 games played and they're, they're one of the teams to watch this 
this year in mm-hmm. the last couple of months. But yeah, um, my final point I wanted to talk about yesterday's game, and then we go into listeners' questions. Um, would you switch the formation? Do you think Jose needs to ditch three five two and go to a back four? Three five two has been quite stodgy recently and doesn't seem to be working going forward in attack. It's helped out in the defence. Would you switch the tactical setup? A hundred percent. I think I even I, I even feel like deep down he knows it. Yeah, because because even he's like, yeah, I don't really like the three five two. I'm just using it because I think that's what best suits the team. And it was funny because even you know Paulo Fonseca was the same where he had the four two three one, and he just stopped using it because he just felt the team wasn't built for that type of formation. Mm. So he moved to the the three four two one. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's where you know. Mourinho kind of got it wrong yesterday. His subs, you know, obviously were amazing. The way he, in his halftime talk obviously worked, you know, all that obviously worked. But I think the, the way he started the game, I think, I think was a problem. And the formation just clearly, it almost feels too complex in a way. Like, you know, you could almost go in more simpler kind of basic 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1. Um, but the three at the back, yeah, it's, it's, it's not, it's not working anymore. But like, and I, I, I've tweeted this, you know, a few times too. I just, I feel the team just isn't constructed for one formation. You know, you, you have you have a defense that fits a back three, but then your best player, your best center back, Smalling, is a is best in a four. Mm. Then your wing backs with you know, yeah, to me, Mateus Vigna is a pure left back. When he's a wing back, he we saw it yesterday when he had that chance where he it was he had a four on two and he just ran straight in the line he he's not you know a great attacking fullback in, in that sense and then you know you don't have natural wingers and then you have a midfield but you don't have a pure cdm so i think the team is just constructed in, in, in such a poor way that that i don't know what their best formation is but i i don't think it's it's a three at the back right now it, it, it seems too fragile in, in a sense it, so i think reno should, should work with what he knows best you know he's obviously achieved a lot of success with other formations. So I think, and if that and and with him saying, you know, that's the fort I want. You know, I prefer to play four at the back. Then I think, I think that's what he should do, and and you know, try to build from there. Four three three, four two three one. A lot of people I see now are, are saying four three one two, which is would be very interesting to kind of see with the lack of wingers. Uh, to see maybe Pellegrini behind Zaniolo uh, and, and Abraham. And then you maybe get Bova in the midfield with Sergio. So it's, it's, it's something to keep an eye on that, that type of formation. Yeah, I, I agree. So if, if he goes like to a 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1, the lack of a defensive midfielder is, is harrowing. And it's you saw it at times in the opening, what, six to seven games this season where he, he it went so well in some games, but the defence... Like with Cristante and Veratu as your two, as your double pivot in the midfield, one likes to sit and be the ball player, and that's Cristante. And sometimes he's really good at it. But I think James points, pointed out on our podcast not so long ago when he was at Atalanta um, and they had that amazing season, I think it was 16 17 or 17 18 before yeah. his move to Roma. He was playing as a number 10. In, yeah, that, yeah. in that Gasparini setup. Yeah. And I think he's played a couple of games as number 10 for Roma. I think he scored one of the goals against Genoa a few years ago. And I'd love to see him try there. Um, he's been shoehorned into a back three last season with Fonseca. I don't think he, to be honest, I don't think he played that bad. He's a center defense, central defender. Um, but I don't think he's a defensive midfielder. I think he can play a little bit further on. And I don't know if you would agree with me with Jordan Veritude. I think he's a really good footballer uh, and a good midfielder. But his positional sense, he likes to roam. So if he's not as disciplined recently, he likes to go forward. And that's where you don't have that protection in the midfield. So if you go 4-3-3, you might have that protection. But if you go 4-2-3-1 and play with a number 10, you you got a midfield with Cristante, who I don't think really likes playing as a defensive midfielder, and Veratu, who likes to get forward as a box-to-box midfielder. So I think maybe a four-three-three could really suit Roma going forward and actually play with a defensive midfielder. Um, Gianluca Mancini would be a brilliant defensive midfielder 
for me going forward. I think, yeah, I think he would. He, it's funny you mentioned. I think he would make a better defensive midfielder than a center back. Yes, agreed. Just, just because his his style, like. I he, he should never be the last man back. <laughs> oh, of course, no. You're in trouble if you're one on one with Mancini because I think you have the pace to get past him. Yeah, but if you if you put him like in front, maybe of like a Smalling, you know, where maybe he's allowed a bit that leeway where he's not the last man back. I think you know he would perform perform a bit better. But obviously, I think every everybody knows whoever watches Roma, everyone at Roma knows that that will probably be number one on the shopping list. Oh yeah, of <laughs> course. Summer, I, number I think, one yeah. question. I think they may have their list of, of their players going forward in the, in the, in the uh, summer transfer window. Wow. We're almost at the end of February and we're coming into that type, uh, that part of the season where you're thinking of targets going forward for the summer. Um, but I totally agree with you. Yeah. If you play that formation, if you have a stopper, because Jose's done it before in teams like at Real Madrid, where and at um, where he had it at Inter Milan, and then he had it at Chelsea, where he had that stopper and he had a defensive midfielder. If he goes four three three, Mancini in that role would be perfect because um, he played that role in the defensive midfielder under Fonseca in the Europa League, and I was really impressed. I know other people have talked about it, but I think that could be a conversation for another day. I know we're we're not mm-hmm. managers, we're we're with fans <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and we we have we are, we have opinions we've been following roma for years and years and years and but yeah we we all have opinions um should we go into our listeners questions and thank you very much guys we've got quite a few i think we've got about seven or eight just bear with me for a second i'll just find them um i think we've got yeah Let's go. You ready for this, Sebastian? Some listeners' yeah. questions. Yeah. Well, one of them is from you, and it was just an eyes emoji. <laughs> um, right. So I tweeted out at 4.42 from the La Magicast account uh, for some questions, and we've got some. And the first one was from Totti 91 a.k.a. Florenzi Herr, a.k.a. Teo. Um, he's all legend. absolute legend. He oh, actually he, he pillared me from post. Uh, actually, he, he actually gave me abuse on our Slack uh, group because I <laughs> said something about Toronto. I pronounced it wrong the last time you were on the pod, and he he messaged me again. You pronounced Toronto wrong. It's Toronto. Toronto, so, yeah, you're doing it right now too. <laughs> so is it is it with the silent T? It's that Toronto. Yeah, Toronto. Silent. <laughs> Toronto. Toronto. Um, so Teo uh, asks, where do we go from now? What's the biggest, biggest problem and what's the solution? I think the biggest problem, and I think it's been the biggest problem for the last few years, is I think the group of players has been constructed super poorly. Yeah, agree. In my opinion. I, 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 you know, if I defend Mourinho, I, I tweeted recently too, if I defend Mourinho, it's the same way in which I defended Paulo Fonseca. I think there were people that thought that people thought last year that we were where we were because Paulo Fonseca was our coach, which was not true at all. Paulo Fonseca is a more than capable coach, and just like Mourinho is also more than a capable coach. So I think the biggest issue is to me the group, and I think the biggest issue Roma have will be answered or has to be answered. I think on on the transfer market, in my opinion. And, and for a solution, uh, I'm someone that believes with having Mourinho, it's almost like a, in, I guess, a weapon, a wild card in a sense, because I think he should be the point of reference in all of that. You know, we're, we're not going if we're not in the Champions League come the summertime, I mean, you know, we're not going to be the most appealing place to play. Mm. But, you know, as long as Mourinho's at the club, I think there's always a chance to, to sign a good player like, like we learned last, last summer with Tammy Abraham. Agreed, agreed. Um, if they if they if they want to play a type of football where he played at the beginning of the season, and I think the fans are calling it for now, if they can get a couple of defensive midfielders in, that would be perfect. If he wants to go play like a four three three or four two three one, construct the team to play in that way. Um, don't leave it too late. If you've got ideas for players that you want to have a look at, because I think Danny talked about this on one of our pods not so long ago 
the free agent market in the summer, I don't know if you agree with me, Sebastian, could be quite interesting. There's yeah. a lot of young, hungry players um, that are running down their contracts uh, ahead of the World Cup in Qatar because that's in, what, November? So that's nine months away. And they could be looking for some fresh challenges ahead. Yeah, the market, I think everyone is, is expecting a big market. I hope I hope they live up to the, the expectations. You know, like when I hear Mourinho a few weeks ago said, you know, this is a project, you know, next season will definitely be better. You know, I just start to envision myself and I'm just like, ah, hopefully the transfer market is is an important one because I think that's that's what we need. I, I continue to say it. I think the biggest problem for sure is is the players. I don't think it's not by chance that, you know, the same group of players are kind of getting the exact same results with two different coaches. So, yeah, that, that would be my biggest problem for sure. No, agreed, agreed. Um, so this is from Aro Planino. Um, I think it's safe to say Mourinho is staying or at least wants to stay for his three years and he's back in, and he has the backing of the club, sorry. If that's the case and his job is safe, would you be willing to focus on playing more kids to plan to plan for next season? Oh yeah, that, that that's an interesting point. I think we, I guess we saw it yesterday, and you know we're at we're at a point where you know it is a long term project. So I mean, if there's ever a time to get these kids playing, it's it's now. You know, because maybe starting next year, maybe after you know a big transfer market, there might not be as much room mm. with players, maybe bigger name players coming and maybe playing a bit better. So. I think I think yeah. I'm, I've always said, and I said earlier in the podcast too. If if you have your first team players not playing that well, you have the best best youth team in Italy. I mean, why not? I think I think Mourinho showed with Felix that if if you're from if you're even you know 19, 20 years old, if if you're playing better, you know, than the, the senior guy ahead of you, you, you know, you're going to get that chance to a point where now people are actually saying Felix is playing too much. <laughs> To us, I was thinking that yesterday, and I think, um, is he playing too much? I just like, I think he trusts him. I think when trust. you've got his trust, when you have his trust, he'll put he'll put you in. Yes, situation. he'll put and you in. And I, yeah. I think if he has your trust from the youth players and the sorry the primavera players, I think you'd be getting more minutes going forward. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, for sure. Great, great question. I, 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 I was thinking it too. I hope those players get more more time going forward whether even if it's just off, off the bench you know for sure yeah um this is from samuel fear aka uh at forever as roma if jazo gets sacked hypothetically air quotes who would get the seat to finish the season and who realistically be a long-term replacement hmm interesting i, I have to say i have never thought of any other coach since Mourinho's been at Rome, I haven't even thought about whoever anyone else. I won't lie; I have the mentality of you know we're lo- like in a sense we're lucky that our situation is what it is, and we're lucky that he's you know here. I always kind of I always kind of say like you know our situation is shit, but at least we have the right people in charge. Uh, so I I won't lie; uh, I haven't really thought about it. I'm I'm very deep into the idea that Mourinho is a reference point you know, for the whole club going forward. But at the sake of answering the question, I guess, I guess uh, Italiano, I would love obviously. Yeah. And Jodic from Torino. If, if I guess, I guess if we had to hypothetically answer that question, I think, yeah, it would be, be one of them. Just say if the shit hits the fan and (laughs) there's, like they have their meetings in the summer and to say they go their separate ways. And then, or if it's just 18 months down the line where they both have a mutual agreement and they've taken the club as further as they can. Someone like, I like, I watched Fiorentina earlier and I love Italiano. I think he's done an excellent job. He did a brilliant job at Spezia last season. He did, he's done such a brilliant job so far at um, Fiorentina this season. Juric, mm-hmm. Always been a fan of Juric in the last couple of years. His Hellas sides have been a joy to watch, and it, what he's done with Torino this season. Just remember, Torino have been down in the dumps after some really poor mismanagement of the club and the poor type of managers that they've chosen or coaches. It depends where you are in the world, um, but yeah, just love Juric. I think if De Serbi ever wants to come back to Italy, yeah, after it's. 
foray in the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zerbi mm-hmm. has done an excellent job at Sassuolo. But yeah, this is hypothetically. Hypothet- uh, yeah. Yes. I, I, I do want to make it clear. I, I am someone that is completely on like the, the, side, the side of Mourinho. I just, I, it's funny, like I haven't even thought about like what would be if he wasn't the coach of Roma. I can't, I, I can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like completely, not, not that I'm, I guess, one of the Mourinho fans <laughs> on social media, but I'm definitely completely behind, behind him being at the club. And I think, I think it's because we've never had, you know, him, a type him, like the type mm. of guy he is. So like the, the way I see it is just, you know, we're in this shithole. And the, one of the biggest solutions is him. I, I view him, in a sense, not a problem as maybe the only solution, you know, that we have right now. Yeah, good question. Do you think? <laughs> do you think it's, he's got the aura that someone like Capello may have had twenty years ago? Yeah, I think that I, I think it's the most comparable situation, right? I, I know a lot of people have been talking about too how Capello's first season ended very badly and then sixth you know, thing if it's sixth, sixth yeah fifth, yeah and then yeah. you know he, he looked at the board and said you know if you want to win something we had we got to go to the transfer market and they they replied with walter samuel batistuta and you know the, re- the rest of history the year yeah. after so I, I see similarities there I, I even think of um i think of klopp at liverpool i saw the other day someone post klopp's first 11 on the, when he first got there yeah where it spurs in 2015 yeah, and it's just, and I'm just like, you know, that that having those coaches sometimes becomes a solution, even when mm. it might it might seem that he might not be. Like you look at it right now, you look at the week to week, and you're like, how how is he the solution? You know, you start questioning certain you know tactics, certain games. But I, I think thinking thinking the long term, I think he he is the ultimate solution. Uh, and if he isn't, he isn't. I'll, I'll be I'll be the first one next season, I think, to to say that he isn't. But I think right now, on Sunday, February twentieth. 2022 uh, <laughs> I, I think Mourinho is the, the long-term solution for him yeah we we talked about it last week on our on our pod and we went in depth on on like Jose and, and the fans versus Jose fans versus Roma fans I will get your opinion on it afterwards after we ask the listeners questions like he he's here for the long run um I've got no problem with it I'm the, the, the only problem I've got at the moment is that we should be expecting a little bit better. We we both talked about it earlier. Um, mm-hmm. If Roma could have got two wins in the last three or four games, Roma could be in the top five, six, and pushing yeah. for Champions League football. I, but I, I even saw someone say or tweeted today. I can't remember who it was. Um, if Roma just scored their penalties against Juve this season, <laughs> oh my god! Just, yeah, <laughs> they would be tied for four. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like and, I'm, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, like we're so far yet so close. Oh, yeah. Because uh, uh, this league is, oh, I'm going to say, it's batshit crazy. Everyone's beating everyone. And, 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 and that's if, what... I'm, if I'm Mourinho, and this is kind of where I want to see the hand of Mourinho in this season, I, I, I want him to just look at the group and say, somehow you guys are still in it. Mm. You know, we have... 13 games, however games are left, 12 games, you know, everyone dig in and, you know, let's, let's, let's go do it. I think I want to see him like last year, Paulo Fonseca, you know, his horrible ending. So I'm hoping maybe we start to see, you know, what Mourinho really is. And I, I hope, you know, from now to the end of the season, we, we, yeah, even if we don't make it, you know, end on a high, you know, something to take into next season. Agreed. I did feel for Son- for yeah, get my words out. I did feel for San- Fonseca at the end. I nearly botched that at the end. Um, <laughs> I did feel for him at the end because he he threw his eggs in the basket for the Europa League, and it, if it wasn't for a mad forty five minutes in Manchester, it could have ended a different way. Today, and- today I was scrolling on social media and I saw Jekyll. Someone posted a video of Jekyll's goal against United to put a two one up and. I want to throw my phone against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just to think how I felt in that moment when he made it 2-1. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Such a crazy, that 45 minutes, um, I think, going forward into that, because in March it went, was it Palmer, Napoli, and then there was one other game, I think it was AC Milan, yeah. And it, and then you had the Europa League games, and then it, 
April was the games against Calgary. Uh, they beat Bologna at home. They lost to Torino. They scraped. They lost to Sampdoria, sorry. And it just ended so bitterly. Yeah. And if, if Mkhitaryan didn't get that goal, was it Mkhitaryan or El Sharari in Spezia? Mkhitaryan 10 minutes away from not making even the conference league. Yeah, Sassuolo could have been in the conference league and we could have been just having playing Serie A games in yeah. Coppa Italia. But I digress, I digress, I digress. Um this is from Jerry Palmieri. Uh, it wasn't a question. Just wanted to say this <laughs> is the most. Yeah. Just wanted to say this is the most depressing football I've watched in a long time. Shout out to you guys. Love the pod. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you very much. And Richie, uh, aka Roma Richie, said just what I was thinking. We've become unwatchable. Hmm. <laughs> um, it's, it's in a sense, it's true. I, yeah. You know, I, 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 my, my, I always say the, the fans that go to the stadium deserve so much. Yeah, agreed. So much better. They, they deserve so much better. And there's one thing I got to give Mourinho. I think he knows how to, you know, play that, play with your heartstrings a little bit as a fan, <laughs> you know? So I think, yeah, but I, I agree with that. I think the last couple of games have been a bit unwatchable, but I, I know what, at the same time, I think it takes a bit of quality too. Like I'm think, I was thinking of, you know, the game against us solo, Felix had a breakaway early on at 0-0, you know, and he misses it. Zanjolo yeah. in the Copa Italia against Sandanovic could have made it 1-1 with a clear-cut chance. Um, even yesterday, there was two counterattacks I think we had in the first half that were ruined by Vigna and Karsdorp. And, you know, it, as much as, you know, there is that idea, I guess, that, that we aren't playing great football, I think it also comes down to, like, certain moments of quality. I think we're kind of lacking that a little bit too. Agreed. Um, Joey, thank you very much for the shout out. It means a lot. Thank you very much. And hope you, uh, you hope, hope you enjoy this pod when it comes out. Um, Jody, uh, who has been on the pod and not someone I would like to get on in the next couple of weeks, but because of the time difference, he's in Indonesia and the kickoff times for us, for him is, is a bit horrid. Um, he says only one manager can win the league trophy every season so is it isn't it fair to say that 19 other managers are bad managers however they say a good manager slash coach is the one who improves this sorry who improves his players which one which of our players do you think improves from last season of course primavera players and new signings from this season are not on the list interesting um I guess I guess we could say Pellegrini when Pellegrini was playing when before the injury. I think yeah. I think you could tell his his level has raised. Um, I think for sure Mourinho. I think once again we talked about when Mourinho trusts you, he trusts you. Mm. And, and I think you know the earlier in the season when he said, "I wish I could have three Pellegrinis." Oh gosh, yeah. I think I think we're starting to see what he what he meant by that. But yeah, so I, I would give. Pellegrini as the number one improvement, I think, with Mourinho. Um, I think he's working well with Zaniolo. I think, even though I guess Zaniolo didn't play last season, but I think right now there isn't a better coach, I think, for Zaniolo than Mourinho. I think on the mental aspect, on you know, in the game too, I think he's kind of helping him go through the, the, the comeback. You know, he's handling, I think he's handling it very well with him. Um, but it, it's fair to say that, that, that you know we can't we can't sit here and say that any player has really improved, you know, even even with Mourinho. And I think once again that goes back to what I mentioned earlier when I said uh, I think his biggest downfall is his honesty, in a sense, because you know he, he's his mentality is more, you know, I, I'd I'd rather just wait and and feel like have the big transfer mark and you know get the players that I want to get rather than making you know being the type of coach that looks at his team and goes, I'm going to make this work as best as I can. You know, and there's pros and cons to it. The, the pro is that you have a coach that's demanding and says, we need to improve the team. And, every, you know, all, everyone who wins in football has big transfer markets. But the con, the con is, is what we're living right now, I think, in the sense that players aren't, you know, there's a lot of players that I don't think are going to be here in the next two, three seasons. So I think that's, that's where the con is that players don't really get that improvement. And I think the results kind of show. Can I add Roger Banyas onto the players who sort of have improved from last season? Cause oh, yeah, he, you could, I think, yes, I think he, at one point he was playing 
bettered. Yes. But I think he the last couple of games he went to that little hole again of yeah making big. I think people are a bit excessive, you know, saying oh he's he's shit, he's this or whatever, he's overrated. I, I don't think he is. I think he's a great athlete, but he's just kind of brain dead. <laughs> yes, agree, agreed. I think he has his moments where we saw it against what was it in the derby, the three 0 last the January. Yeah, this year. Yeah. Milan, the Inter, where he just, for some reason, bombed it up into space where no one was. Well, he was but, playing out of position as well against Inter in, in the 3-0. Oh, no, no, I was talking about the, the Coppa Italia. Oh, Coppa Italia, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah fair yeah. enough, yeah. He got injured yeah. in that game, didn't he? In mm-hmm. the, in, yeah. But but him, yeah, him. You could add him, too. I um, think just, I, I, I want to keep a hold of him. You know, when, the, the reason why I think we have to keep a hold on him, I'm going to say one name, and maybe people will kind of understand what I'm trying to say, is, is Rudiger. I remember yes. Rudiger, Rudiger yeah. had had a very similar start, you know, at, at Roma in a sense where like you're like, wow, this guy's a you know a great athlete, you know, fast, strong, tackles, recovers well, but then you're like, he'd have a play where you're just kind of like, what's he doing right now? <laughs> like, what, what was he thinking? So, and, and now I see how Rudiger and what he became. And I just think to myself, uh, you know, I I want to see that with Ibanya. So. And I, I had read that Ibanez is one of the players that Mourinho actually kind of likes and wants to work with even even next season. I said to John Solano because I was on the Roma press pod. What I want to say after the before and after the Fiorentina game, uh, he's an asset, and I think he has a I think he has a minimum fee release clause. And I think Roma probably feel like in the next couple of years he's the type of player that you could get a lot of money for. But I want to see Roma develop him into that type of player that we saw maybe under like a Marquinhos who was brought in for not an, a small amount, but became a world beater and has done so well at PSG. Maybe someone like, yeah, like, like a Rudiger where he has his flaws, but look at him now. He's won pretty much every trophy you could win with Chelsea. And yeah. they just won the club world cup last weekend. And, Rudiger is Rudiger's out of contract in the summer and <laughs> there is rumours that he could get a massive offer from a club in Spain. So, yeah, yeah um, we'll have to wait and see. But, yeah, I do see the comparison with Banyas and Rudiger. There is moments where I'm thinking, oh, he's a well-beater. He's one of the best defenders we've got. And then then I'm thinking, he looks like a Serie C, Serie D defender, or a League 1, League 2 defender from over here in the UK when you're thinking mm-hmm. he could get easily destroyed but there is a player there um he's an asset and i think him going forward it could be a real real asset for for jose and roma mm-hmm. for sure um i'm trying to think of any other players like we've got a, we've got a better goalkeeper yeah i guess we've improved in the strike area with time yeah it wasn't giving us guarantees anymore um castle Carsop has his moments. I thought Carsop was probably one of the best players last season. He was yep. the most rejuvenated player this, last season. This season, I think he just looks tired with the amount of games of football yeah. he plays. Yeah, people are saying another with him too that you know he's this type of player and you know he's not playing great recently. But I look at him and I think, bro, he's man, he's played so much in the mm. last year that, that that kind of plays its part too a little bit. He just so, looks cooked, and especially yeah. with his injury record in the past, where he's had was it two ACL injuries, yeah. one, mm-hmm. yeah. You have to ease him in. That's that was my w- massive worry with him this season was that Josie. We we had Brian Reynolds, where bless him. I think there is also enough as a player there. He's he's young, he's athletic, and I hope he does really well in Belgium and his loan deal. But he just looked too raw. Yeah, but then, very bad. Yeah. yeah, then we got Maitland Niles in. Maitland Niles has done okay. Um, he's very versatile. I just like to see him played in his best position. I don't know if it's in centre midfield, if it's on the wing, if it's a right back, if it's a left back, is it right wing back? But yeah, but yeah. Um, next question. This is from uh, Sam, aka Sam Rubio, ninety nine. He was going to join us today, but he's on a daddy daughter daycare. Um, Relying heavily on Primavera and expecting performance week in, week out from here could be a double-edged sword. <clears throat> could that be a yes or no? Is it just easing them in? 
like we said earlier, and just protect them. Yeah, I, I think you have to have, you have to find the balance. You have to find the balance. I think Mourinho has to, and I hope he's the one that finds the balance, where you know how much you need to play them and how much you don't play them. Because I think I do think they need to be protected a little bit. So I think you know I maybe wouldn't throw them all in the starting lineup, but maybe one or two, and then give more time off the bench. Yeah, I think I think that would be maybe the most ideal situation for them going forward. Yeah. Um, the, don't throw them in like at the deep end straight away. Just ease them in, give them 20, 25 minutes like he did yesterday. And as you said, his substitution, Jose's substitutions changed the game for Roma. I know it wasn't the greatest of team performances for the previous 65 minutes, but the last 25 minutes were encouraging and his subs changed the game. And it was really good to see some young blood in the start, uh, sorry, in the 11 and they're hungry and they're willing to prove a point. Yeah. That's we, we, yeah, we talked about it earlier that that's, I think what was my favorite part of the comeback knowing it came, it came from them it came from seeing that hunger, that determination as a fan, I think it made it more as me. I was watching the game in like a dreadful state. And then when they came on and they started scoring, you know, I was literally on my feet. I wasn't even sitting down at that end. So <laughs> I, I did feel it. <laughs> Oh, even I, I celebrated. Oh, I, I was like, yes, get in. I, I may have to apologize to my neighbors with after the 2-2 goal. Like I did, may have had to, when Pellegrini scored that free kick against Juve, I let out a noise like Gary Neville did for Fernando Torres' goal at the new Camp. But yeah, that's what football does when you, when you see something like that. But yeah, um, our last question uh, is from Tony Cardinelli. Uh, at Tony Cargo 12. Tony uh, Seb is a Jose fan. Um, he's probably one of the nicest ones we've had um, yeah. on here and he's very passionate and he's he's very articulate about the points he gets through. Tony's lovely. Um, he goes, wow, drawing with Sosuelo doesn't look as bad, but the no it alls on this pod will have you believe it was the worst result in the history of this club because you know who is the manager. <laughs> Is that, yeah, is that the whole thing? <laughs> That's like, um, you know, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. I, I do, I don't want to say sympathize, or I, I do, in a sense, see uh, what some of, I guess, the Mourinho fans kind of, like, I get their point sometimes. Like, I do see some crazy headlines about him and, and some, I guess, media-obsessed, you know, Mourinho hate. Uh, but, I mean, if, if we tied... And we draw points. I mean, there's obviously a reason. Then we have, in a sense, a right, you know, to question who, who the coach is. Yeah. And then, once again, that, that that doesn't mean, like I was saying, the week-to-week results and the long-term project with him are two, you know, in my opinion, two different conversations. You know, if you have the week-to-week results, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you yesterday, Mourinho got the starting lineup completely wrong. You and know? the setup also, yeah. And the setup also. But we had, nine, we had you know, nine guys out. So, it, you know, it makes a bit of sense that, that that was the main struggle. But then we'll have the conversation of Mourinho and I'll say the long-term project and I'll look at you and say he's, you know, the only solution for Roma to get out of the situation they're in. So I think, you know, I, I not I not everything I think is attack on Mourinho. Uh, he is what he is. He brings the attention that he brings. Uh, and, I, and I understand that. But not not everything is in attack. Some things are. Like I said, I've seen a lot of, you know, I could tell and I could see, especially maybe I guess from the English media, a lot it happens. But um, yeah, some, sometimes, you know, every coach deserves criticism. But, you know, just because you just criticize a coach doesn't mean you don't think he's the right coach for the club. And there, it's two different two different discussions, right? Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, before we wrap this up, in the next couple of minutes, can I just get your thoughts on Jose fans versus Roma fans on social media? Um, we talked it a little bit in depth for about 10, 15 minutes last week. I think it was a subject we wanted to talk about. Um, yeah, it's at times it can be quite toxic. Like we talked yeah, about it a lot. It, I just wanted to get your thoughts on it quickly. It is, it is funny. I can't lie to you. <laughs> I do laugh sometimes. <laughs> Um, but there, there's a lot of there's a lot of fun and good Mourinho fans. Uh, there was one uh, I think is a Mourinho picks. I think that's his his at name. Yeah, uh, he's really good. I, I, I see I see him kind of you know tweet about the team even outside of Mourinho. I saw him yesterday tweet uh, a great tweet that said you know if if Mourinho doesn't start playing these young players more, you know you got to start asking questions about him 
not mm. planning, not doing it. So I think, you know, there, there, there obviously are ones that understand the situation. Uh, I don't like, I don't, I can't lie. I don't like the ones that make, make it seem like uh, Roma don't deserve Mourinho in a sense, because my opinion is that mm. Roma needed Mourinho and I'll always say that, but Mourinho needed Roma, mm. you know, at where he was at in his career too. So, you know, we, we, we all have we all have what we support and I'll never I'll never never knock somebody for supporting what they support never 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 but uh, <laughs> yeah I think the, the Twitter the toxic games that happen sometimes it becomes too much if, if I had to give an advice to everyone just you know if you're a Mourinho fan and you're a Roma fan I guess we're all on the same team and <laughs> we're, we're all we're all kind of, you know if you're a Mourinho fan you're hoping he's successful at Roma so he could add to his resume and if, if you're a Roma fan you hope Mourinho successful because that means we're successful. So uh, that would be my that would be my take on it. But yeah, my, it's funny. I, I think that's that's the most I can say. No, I think you've pointed put that out brilliantly and excellently because yeah, we went in depth last week and I was speaking to um, a couple of people because we got um, so, so La Magicast got. Um, referenced into an article from uh, an English journalist last week and um, he, I DM'd him saying thank you for the reference point in the article and I'm just looking at the comments afterwards and I was thinking Jesus Christ what's going on <laughs> and then we got tagged on social media saying I'll oh, look at your agenda and I was just like there's no agenda no agenda no agenda at all it's no, it's no agenda it's like it's not always about him you don't have to do that it's just like we we are fans. We we've supported this club. We've been following this club for a long time. We just want the right solution going forward. And sometimes the toxicity of of the fans of, of both fans it, it's just it's not worth it on social media. It's not just like, at all. no. Yeah, we're all like I said. I, I I just said it. We're we're all in a way. We're all on the same team. We're all you know what I mean. And we should be in a sense. So. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's funny. I, I think, and you mentioned not everything has to be about him. And that's actually one thing I almost don't like, you know, that the attention that he, it's not even his fault. Like, you know, he no. really is, you know, it's, it's not his fault. People write these articles. It's not his fault, you know? So I, I think there, it's one thing I kind of hated. We've never had a coach that has brings this much media, uh, media attention. Right. Oh. oh my god not for a long long while uh, before i let you go because you did message me saying your laptop is almost dying yeah. um, <laughs> um did you see what he got sent off for yesterday oh i i'll say it right now if there, you know he knows i think he's very smart and he knows the game's type of play to get to the fans heart and i think <laughs> i love seeing those reactions every time he's been sent off i, I it, it gets me fired up i can't, I can't yeah. even lie to you so the so I guess the what he got sent off for was the telephone gesture. Telephone gesture to uh, to Luca oh, Pyreto. Yeah, there is... has has leaked phone calls with Mo yes yes the scandal, and I thought that was that was brilliant. It was amazing. <laughs> I won't even lie, to you. I, I loved it. <laughs> Hand his Instagram afterwards, like like I his his social media game is gone amazing. on so much amazing. in the last six months. It's brilliant. Um, some people may not like him as a person or as a coach, Like his social media game is brilliant. And what he's done on the touchline, like that was just gold yesterday. I could gold. not stop rolling with laughter. I love it. Sorry. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I, I can't even lie to you. Even, no. when Paul, even when Paulo Fonseca would go, you know, run on the field. Remember he got sent off maybe once or twice. By yeah. Like, against you know, Sassuolo last season. I, yeah. I love it. I love when coaches do, especially coming from where we come from, where, you know, Roma fans obviously feel that, you know, we get not, you know, that's the same treatment kind of seeing Mourinho kind of defend Roma in that sense is something, is something I love to see. So I can't hate it, but my laptop is at 2%. So. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, I will, uh, we will end this now. Um, Sebastian, thank you very much. I will do my plugs guys. You can follow us at lemagicast.com with all our previous podcasts on the, on the website. You can follow us at, uh, on all the podcast platforms. So your Apple podcast, your Spotify, your SoundCloud, tune in, et cetera, et cetera. Sebastian, where can we follow you on social media? Uh, Calcio AS Roma, as, as you had mentioned earlier. 
That's that's the account on Twitter. Yeah, please do. You're almost at 11k, I think. Yeah, thank you. I don't. Whoever listening that follows me, thank God. Sometimes I <laughs> crazy that I have that much followers. I don't even. I don't even take it in sometimes. <laughs> Whether also, I, I don't know, but thank you guys. Yeah, no worries. You you are one of the best followers for a Roma fan on that. Um, thank you very much for joining me on this Sunday evening for me here in the UK. I want to say Sunday late afternoon for you in Canada. Yep, yeah, late afternoon. Thank you so much. It was fun. Uh, before, be on again soon. Oh, definitely. I will have you on again. Uh, I didn't want this to be an hour long podcast, but we've gone almost an hour. Um, and as your laptop is almost on its knees, um, I will say this for Saroma, uh, and hopefully we can get a victory away at Spetsian next week. So for Saroma and ciao.